Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look. Is that Dave Grohl or somebody? I mean, whoa, that was jamming there. I, I just got that got me rolling in the five o'clock here. And we've had so much and so many fun guests today. I promise I'm gonna at five forty. I'm gonna get deep into what happened in that Baylor game. Okay, I've got a lot of thoughts on it. Uh, but but right now I need to talk some Cowboys, and we want to do it with our old friend and a guy who uh, had his own show on this station for a while. It is Glenn Stretch Smith, former uh, Cowboys scout and coach and former player at University of Texas, also coached at Oklahoma. So he's seen both sides of that unbelievable Red River rivalry. Uh, Stretch, is, uh, is there any... Uh, is is there really any game? I mean, you've been to a lot of games, a lot of fun games, but, I mean, I, I guess there's really nothing you've been to that compares to that scene out there at the Cotton Bowl every year, is there? Obviously, you know, when we went to the Super Bowl, my first year with the Cowboys, it was an amazing event. And, you know, you the event that's around and, the you know, the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, all of those, but from a – from a pull-up to an event, from an opportunity to get uh, a place that's about half the distance between Norman and Austin, to gather at a, at, a, at, a, at a state fair at a place that's obviously my home state and something I take a lot of pride in. Yeah, yeah there's, there's nothing like, and I can remember, you know, we had, we had several, uh, my first year at Oklahoma as a graduate assistant, we had several assistants on that staff that had pl- one guy had played at Clemson. So he talked about, you know, Clemson and Florida State at the time. One guy, one of the guys played it at, at Indiana. He talked about, you know, the rivalry between Indiana and Michigan. And, you know, you, you, you kind of lead into all of these guys saying, oh, well, nothing's going to be like this game or nothing. And they hadn't, they hadn't experienced that. And it was interesting then walking away from that game and them saying, oh, nothing like Oklahoma, Texas and going to the state fair and, and obviously all that surrounds the state fair. But it's almost like you you start getting into, uh, you know, you start getting into the fairgrounds and it's that, you know, it's that few minute bus ride that leads through the fairgrounds and you got half the crowd in orange and half the crowd in red. And yeah, it's there, there, there's really nothing like, the intensity, the rivalry of the uh, of the Red River Showdown, and and I, I, it certainly didn't disappoint Saturday with the game that those, those both those schools put on. Now, did you did, this, did you ever get there early enough for that game uh, as a coach? Would you if it was like an afternoon game or whatever? Could you could you venture over to the to? I was out there today, is why I've been thinking about this. Uh, I was out at State Fair. And uh, grabbed a few items, and uh, you know, I did. I did not. Uh, I I just the, the lines for the Fletcher's corny dogs were were out of control. But I mean, for people who have never seen you stretch, you're you're six seven. 
your big man probably played back in the day at about, I don't know, 250, 260, and, and could handle yourself out there. Have you ever have you ever devoured several uh, cor- uh, Fletcher's Corny Dogs in one sitting? Well, I mean, you know, you're trying you obviously you're trying to draw me off sides and, and the answer is yes on multiple times <laughs> when we won that I that I depart the game uh and and go and and partake in in a Fletcher's corn dog. There, there's something about it though that, that I'll that I'll share with you that I think is is magical and that is and, and I don't know how they, I, I, you know, th- those some of those guys that that they those Dr Pepper guns that they have at the fair that, you know, they 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 squirt a little of this carbonation, a little of that, whatever it is that they do. But I'm telling you, there's something about the way that they can pour a Dr Pepper at the fair, and it's different from I don't care what they say. They're like, oh no, we set them all the same. No, they don't. There's, there's something about they put a little more of that syrup. There's a little more something in there, and it really is. They can say, well, you could chase it with this, or you can chase No, no, no. You chase it with a DP at the fair, and there's nothing like that syrupy DP. And then, I mean, mostly, you know, I, I, I know you kind of fashion yourself as somewhat of a of a good hands athlete, you know, you think you're a good tennis player and I, yeah. I'm sure you can hit the tennis ball pretty well and you hit the golf ball pretty well. I guarantee you, you'd have the mustard all over you. Cause that's the key <laughs> too, is you put that mustard on it and you come out of there, you chase it with a Dr. Pepper. And then it's almost like you spill a little of that mustard on you and you can kind of, you get, it just kind of leaves it there all day. It just kind of gives it a chance to breathe on you all day long. So there's nothing like a Fletcher's yeah. corn dog and a DP at the fair. And, and, and it's shame on you for not waiting in line to go get one. Yeah. I was running out of time and uh, you know, I, on the first day of my return to the afternoon show, it seemed inappropriate to, to not be there on time. So I kind of ran short, but I'll tell you something. What's funny to me is just the, you know, the midway and, uh, I don't know if you ever trusted any of those rides. My daughter, when she was younger, would want to get on that love bug ride, and I always envisioned that thing flying out of there. You know, that's happened before. Out there at State Fair, one of those things will come off and, like, land on people, and it's always worried me. And we still, we would get up on that conquistador and ride that thing after eating all that stuff. It's just crazy, the stuff we used to do out there. But I had to laugh that, they got all that food, and then you you go around to that one building over there by the uh, Esplanade or whatever they call it, over there where the fountains are and all, near Big Tex, and then they have something called the food court. <laughs> and you go inside, <laughs> and they got about 57 different kinds of food. I mean, it is a – you see folks there that uh, that are kind of scooting around on a deal, and they're, they're – they're, they're, you know they're really able to kind of get around, but they've just had a little too much over the years. And State Fair is not a real healthy place. Like, yeah, I don't feel like that's where you see the healthiest people in the country. I mean, you don't, you don't envision yourself going up there and ordering a kale salad right before you get on the conquistador. I mean, there's not a place to get something, <laughs> get get something that would make you feel pretty nimble. And and by the way, you're not very nimble, but pretty nimble before you get on the conquistador. No, I, I hey Matt, 
but regardless of all of that, they can say all the food and every year they come out with different, you know, dishes with this or that. I think this year they have some sort of a fried Frito pie. I've heard I had a buddy of mine who went to the game and called me yeah. and said it, it about it about it about caused him to take a knee. But there ain't nothing like there ain't nothing like a Fletcher's corn dog and a DP. Let's get on something going a direction here, Matt. What do we got going today? I, I I think most folks would really like this direction, but I'll just say, here's what we have going on. Uh, I mean, I've I've conditioned myself to do a one hour show today, and today I'm back to two hours stretch. I don't know, man. This is I might take a knee here in a minute, but no. Uh, let me just say this: this uh, this this Diggs guy. I want I, people want to hear your take on this. Trayvon Diggs falls to. Uh, and, and, and you didn't get to hear Ed last night. We, you and I taped your part on the Doomsday Podcast, and Ed made the statement that Saban and those guys did not give this kid glowing remarks like they usually really play up their players. But, of course, they don't want to ever – you know, they got to be up front with the scouts. And, and for whatever reason, I, maybe it was his attitude, I don't know. But I don't think that he gave this guy glowing remarks. But – Stretch, as a former scout, and you spent a lot of time on the road and looking at film, and you were an NFL scout for the Cowboys, they, this guy does stuff that, that you almost can't coach. There's, a, there's an instinct that takes over, and it's almost kind of like a, uh, a predator or something. Like uh, that, 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 uh, that, what is that thing they're running, the, uh, the post route, where he's, where he's baiting that thing, and then he undercuts it, and, and stretch, I'm just well, – I guess what I'm trying to say is I feel like there are only about three or four guys in the NFL that can can do that type of thing, and he happens to be one of them. Well, there's there's no question. And, and, and coming out of college, you know, I, I, and I'm, I won't mention the guy's name, but I had one of the guys, very prominent guy who, who coaches the guys, you know, kind of before they go into the combine, gets them ready for the combine, gets them ready to – you know, do those three cone shuttles, the five ten five, all the different measurable things that they do at the combine, and really works on that short area quickness. He told you, and he told me point blank. He said, "Stretch, I don't, I don't understand why the Cowboys took this kid. He runs four seven all day long." And I'm thinking, "Oh my goodness!" And now, like you said, you see him bait that. I mean, it was – I don't like comparing guys to guys. I just – I'm not real comfortable with that. But it was almost the things that Dion used to do. He would he would allow that quarterback to, to, to see his receiver flash open, and then he had so much raw ability and raw speed that he could shut that – then he could shut that window down and go make the pick. That's exactly what you saw last night. The thing that impresses me more than anything – and, and again, a great interception on the post was how he broke on the double move, and he almost picks it off into the boundary over there. This guy right now, and again, I don't know if coming out of college, maybe he got a little heavy, maybe he got a little complacent, maybe he got some of the things that Ed was talking about where then you have, whether it be his position coach or the head coach or, like I said, a trainer, somebody helping him get ready where he came out. And it just didn't seem like he had that, you know, kind of first round ability and, and, and the things that you look for there. But I want to tell you something, when you watch him 
play right now, and, and I'm talking about right now, it's so infectious, and it's in fact, all of a sudden it's it's affecting uh, uh, Brown. I mean, he undercuts the he undercuts the hitch yesterday and makes the pick six. So when you start practicing around guys that are really really good, then all of a sudden you see, holy cow, he. If I could emulate that, if I could do the things he's doing, and it's becoming infectious on the other team, I tell you something else. I talked with Joe Dickinson today, who we had him on when I was on the show. There, we had him on multiple times, and he was he was Mac Brown's uh, quarterback coach since the time Mac Brown was eleven, and he and he talked. I'm sorry, Mac Jones, and he was talking that he was talking to Mac Jones, the, the the New England quarterback, who they're playing, obviously this week. And, and, and Mac was saying, hey, back when I was a freshman, I mean, that that Trayvon Diggs could absolutely shut off half the field when he was being the scout team quarterback at Alabama. He said it almost feels going to feel like that this weekend going in and, 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 and the Cowboys coming to New England to play up there. Mac Jones was saying, gee, man, Christmas, this guy's got the ability to break on the ball and get underneath it unlike anything I've seen. So it's really going to be interesting to see how people start to go away from him and, and, and say, you know what, we're not going to go with this guy because, quite frankly, the, the way that he's going and getting the football, the things that he's doing, how he's seeing it, and the confidence that he's having, you can tell he's got unbelievable confidence, and that's exactly what he's doing, and that's exactly how he's playing on Sundays. Well, it's, uh, it is a, uh, a joy to watch, and uh... – let me ask you this real quick. Can, uh, the the all-time NFL record is 14, all right, interceptions. Do you know who has the NFL all-time record for most interceptions in a season? I, I mean, I would take a guess to say that it's Everson Walls, but I don't know if that's 100% correct. Well, that would be our buddy Cubby, and it's not him. It is Dick Night Train Lane, 14 interceptions. Oof. Uh, think, I mean, think about that. I, oh, 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 that. That was playing. How many games were they playing that season that Dick Night Train Lane had that many? I bet they only played, you know, 12 games. <laughs> I was going to say 12 or 14 games, yeah. But, hey, when you – when you're looking at him right now, I think I saw Matt where going back to the end of last year, he has like nine interceptions in 10 games. Yeah. So, I mean, absolutely. When you think, well, that, 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 I mean, it, you, you don't need to be magna cum law to figure that out. He's picking about one a game with a 17 game season. You got to think, Hey, that's that. That's not crazy. That's not crazy or unrealistic. But what I'm going back to is what Mac Jones was talking about, and that is, I think you're going to get to where you're going to see teams just say, "Hey, we're not throwing that way. We're not going to give him that opportunity." So when when the opportunities aren't there, it is hard to break that record, and it's, it'll be hard to get to that number. But I loved how they played him, and we talked about this on the Doomsday Podcast. I loved how they played him. Uh, you know, the week prior to when they were playing against Carolina and they put him in that robber position where he wasn't just playing outside as a corner, he's playing inside. I, you know, and I think that's something that 
a lot of Cowboy fans need to recognize, too, is Dan Quinn is doing an amazing job at putting these players in position, not only to be successful, but to make those types of plays. Well, listen, we uh, we always love catching up with you and uh, talking about Fletcher's Corny Dogs and the State Fair of Texas. And uh, the other night, by the way, had the uh, Heart of Texas, they had the uh, the rodeo there in Waco, and they do something. Uh, our presenting sponsor, Central National Bank, sponsored what's called the uh, Mutton Bustin'. Have you ever heard of that? Of course, uh, absolutely. Where they put the where they put the young little the young little whippersnappers out there on them. Absolutely. I, 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 hey, it doesn't get much better than that, does it? Yeah, get them out there. Let them. Is I wonder if, to win the mutton busting. Is it like the bull? Do they have to stay on for eight seconds? I think, I think they just. I think they just. I think they just cut that goat loose, and you got to. You you just got to do the best you can at putting your arms around his neck and and uh, and hanging on. I don't know if it's eight seconds or it's a guy that stays on the longest with those little guys. I'm 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 not real sure, but it certainly gets the young people involved, and that's that's one yeah. of the funnest parts of rodeo. Yeah, it's a neat deal, and then they let the kids. Whoever wins gets to slaughter the goat. <laughs> Mosley, well, next time you have one of those thoughts, just take your right pinky finger and hit the damn delete key. That's the most ridiculous thing I've heard you say in about two weeks. Good night. I got to go. I got to go. Sorry okay. to bother you, Mosley. All right. All my best. There he goes.